the next morning it was and then yeah. um and it wouldn't stop bleeding and so she forced me to go into the hospital mm -hmm. and get stitches Yo, what's going on? We have got the chop master in the house. Blade Chops is the guest on today's episode. What's going on, man? How are you doing? Man, life is good despite all the insanity. And um, I don't know, it feels weird. Like in my own little immediate bubble, things are chill and, and, um, and life is good. But then, you know, just outside of it, the world's kind of crazy hard and just crazy and so yeah kind of crazy um, it's kind of weird for me to reconcile those things and just way more screen time than i'm used to in life and not enough outdoor time and yeah yeah close to the fires man cali is burning. are you in cali right now yeah I, i'm in berkeley in, in northern california in in, in the mm -hmm. bay area and yeah. um man we're not we're not in immediate danger but dude shit around us is just burning up and um yeah. and some days you just can't go outside because the air is hella bad but um, i feel oh. lucky not not in any immediate um danger but yeah. um but at the same time too the air quality has been hella nuts and um you know i'm a, I'm a physical person i like to get outside and, and, right, get my right. <laughs> and do my thing and so yeah. it, it's just been it, it's been um yeah. it's been hard but at the same time just man heart going out to all these all, all these people just losing their homes and shit yeah. it's crazy you know it's really crazy my my homie lives out there in san fran he's actually moving to hawaii this wednesday getting yeah. out um but he sent me a picture it was like 11 11 a.m and it was just red outside i'm like what um yeah, you know, before we get uh too far down in the episode um just explain to the people who don't know uh, what you do and who you are and um we'll just take it from there <laughs> cool yeah yeah um uh blade chops is is now my ig handle it was it was all just basically um lockdown me being uh, having more extra time on my hands and um um and i, I just been chopping knives for a while man i should have pulled out damn it you don't have any disassembled the first one that got me hooked yeah but, um but y'all probably know that you know the spider hookos uh, uh smock you know was based on kevin smock who started off as a, a, a as a as a modder you know his yeah. one of his customs the sk23 right but um uh, his his mini uh southern chops i was sprung i, I saw um uh, um i was it was my i have, I have a twin brother He's real into, um, real into, uh, you know, outdoor stuff, um, yeah. um, like me, but, but really, he's a, he's a total gun nut. I'm not, I'm not into guns yeah. myself, <laughs> but, um, but, um, but he would, he would kind of, um, show me spider codes and it's different knives in, in addition to all his guns. And, um, and it was basically, we were back backpacking one time and I was realized I was, I was, I had my little Swiss army knife, but I wasn't, um, um, man, I was borrowing his spider coat all the time. Yeah. And so basically when we got, uh, when we got back, I was like, man, I need to, I need to up my knife game and, uh, and get something real, <laughs> uh, something that, you know, with, with a locking blade. And so I think I got a, um, I got a Kershaw leak and got kind of bummed on how sketchy that automatic shit is. The, you yeah, know, yeah. Yeah. The, 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 um, the speed safe, speed safe. But yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think I got a, um, this is, I'm, and I'm thinking this is probably about six, seven years ago. Um, basically, uh, um, 
um uh oh i got a chaparral spider yeah chaparral. Chaparral. okay um, yeah yeah very thin slicer yeah yeah and so that set the bar real high for me because i just um man I, I didn't realize why it cut so well i just knew it did um but then that <laughs> led me down the rabbit hole and so i started to go oh, i want something a little bit bigger so i got a sage yeah and then i was like um and then by that time i was hooked and starting to spend way too much money on knives yeah. um so i was on the spyderco forums you know always trying to plot out what my next uh, thing that to, mm -hmm. to, to buy was and saw someone post a picture of the uh, the mini southern chop that's that he yeah. had smock do and oh man i fell in love with that but but even at that point just the um the southern alone was kind of expensive for me yeah and then um and then to pay an extra three four five hundred bucks you know to have him uh, mod it which is yeah. out of my price range and um you know already would be getting like feeling kind of sketchy uh you know <laughs> about spending around a hundred bucks on a, on a on a knife and my yeah. wife's not really too hyped on that at all um <laughs> so, so basically it took me oh it was it was it was finding out about um blade forms the uh the swap yeah, finding and the Reddit swap and realizing that I could get users on there for for you know dumb cheap compared to uh, paying paying retail. And then yeah. I, if I was gonna try to um, try to um, mod one like Smock because I basically mm -hmm. had I don't know I just grew up with you know like um, not super mechanically inclined, but my pops trying to teach me just you know when in doubt just try to tackle it and and make things happen you know and just try to you know kind of a do or, do it yourself mentality and. Um, basically had just you know some tools around and figured oh man i want to see if i could do that and, like and the chop right user. yeah yeah chop chop my own is that a big just, thing like right now do a lot of people do that those kind of modifications because yeah. um, i've seen some people do it but i when i found your page i forgot how i found it um i think i was in a knife chat group on instagram mm -hmm. and someone posted it and was like Yo, I'm not gonna lie. This this kind of dope, you know. And then I I was like, oh shit, that's so sick. Because my my one of my problems since I'm in New York City is there are a lot of great knives that I wouldn't carry necessarily. That I wish I could. Like I love the handle design. I love the blade geometry. I just love the way the knife is. But it's a risk for me to carry something so big because dude, it, and, and, you know why I mean? they do not play. Yeah. This is they like not play, right? the ideal size of what I'm comfortable getting frisked with. Yeah. If I do, I don't yeah. get searched. I, I never do. In the, in the, in the event that I do, I would be comfortable having this in my pocket. I don't even carry on the pocket clip. I carry in my pocket when I'm yeah, outside. Yeah, I only, yeah, I only use my knives inside. But for example, I saw you did uh, a blade chop of the Spyderco Capara, and I have a Capara too. And I'm like, man, I wish mine was like that. I think that's how I started my communication with you because I yeah. wish Capara was like that, and it it made it it made it it made more sense for the knife to be that size as a yeah. New York City dweller like me. If I had that, yeah, you know, it's not. A three inch knife, three inch blade length knife is not that threatening. And, you know, I, I'm more likely to be let go, I guess, quote unquote, if I, you know, because I do work in a retail space. I'm opening boxes. I'm cutting down cardboard all the time, which is yeah. what I use most of my knives for. Knives to me as a city dweller, like especially in New York City, is just a fidget tool that I am flipping all day. You know, I, I love to have it in my hand. I like cool materials on it. That's where yeah. I'm at with, with my collection. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. all those chops that you've been doing just all made really, uh, all made sense to me. You did a spider called shaman chop and I, and I had a shaman before too. I sold it because it was too big. 
Yeah. And I was yeah. like, man, maybe I should have sold it. Cause I, I, I found, I found you, you know, what do you normally yeah. charge for, for these things? Like, are you busy? Cause I know your, your Instagram says your books are closed at the moment. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm starting to reopen them. Um, um, but ba- like, but yeah, let me get to that in a sec. Um, yeah. yeah, just to explain that it takes a little bit more time, but yeah, basic price, it's usually about 85 bucks for a, uh, for a chop and then about, um, then 25 to reposition the clip and, you know, some chops don't need to. Um, and then, then it, with, with stuff like the shaman, that's way thicker, um, tie scales that are thicker and take, and take longer to work with, then I have to yeah. tack on, you know, a few extra bucks to, to work with those. Yeah. But generally that's like, you know, it's usually within 85 you know, plus. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, the more, Wait, do you, do you shave off the scales too? Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll contour and, um, and, um, and, 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 and reshape, uh, reshape the handles a lot. Oh, um, and basically, man. um, yeah, the, the more intricate ones, like right now I just got in a, uh, Oh yeah, like this. Uh, this way back is um, yeah, yeah. Um, um, is, is about to get chopped down. You know, it's like oh, here's my chopped mm. one actually. So you know, like original. Uh, oh, oh bad, 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 bad way to hold it. Let's see. Uh, so you can see it's oh, like um, man, you kind of like um, actually, damn, I wasn't even planning to do this, but this worked out good in terms yeah. of like um. Wait, let me just um. I guess let me just open them up and yeah, yeah, yeah. Comparison, so that could just show. Wow, that's because that's um. Yeah, so let's see. So here's the original, yep, and then yep. here's the chopped right beneath. Love it, um, love so you can it, bro. Just see, um, it's like um, I'm all, almost always shooting for that three inch uh, blade, four inch uh, handle love type it, um, thing because I feel love like that's it. my that's my wheelhouse too. And Why did like, you decide to chop knives? You just like the look, or was it for carryability, or what made you decide to get into this? Because <laughs> It, it was really all like, your knives really, are around that three inch length. I, I looked at your page yeah. a bunch today and um, I love everything that you've done on there. There's not one knife oh, where I was like, you. well, that looks kind of like not that well done. They all look pretty damn good. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah. And I definitely have my favorites and some that I feel like, um, you know, still need work, but, um, but man, I, I hella appreciate that. And the, the way I, the reason my mentality was like, there's really three main things. Um, first was size, you know, I was like, man, I'm also, I'm a hella active person. I have a lot of shit in my pockets at all times. Yeah. yeah. And, um, <laughs> and I just can't have a big ass machete in my pocket. You know, I like big blades and especially mm-hmm. when I'm outdoors, you know, want something, um, um, bigger, like big fixed blades when I'm camping and that kind of thing. But dude, I'm also hella into skateboarding and, yeah. um, um, and I'm, uh, and, and man, I, I'm not trying to fall and having something real big. Oh, in there. dude, you know, um, that would um, be terrible. And, and so like, like when I'm here, like my skating knife is straight by yeah. actually. What's, dragon your, what's your skating knife? Oh, but, shit. Uh, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or it's like the, the, the G10 Warney Dragonfly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I just basically put a, put the Warney blade into that one. So that's like yeah. my go-to skating knife. Dude, but, um, do you, just, do um, you know this page on Instagram called Wicked Slams? Oh, so nah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's pretty fucked up. I don't know. My girl thinks like I'm a total sociopath that I like this. So it's, it's a page that is dedicated to like skaters, like having really bad falls. I'm not <laughs> Yo, I, I love it. I'm like, Oh, you know, you get that feeling. I love that feeling. So I was wondering if you knew about that. Cause that's, I, I, I watch so many skaters like just wipe out. <laughs> Oh, dude, it's part of yeah. life, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Part of life, and um, and yeah, Thrasher site has a hollow meat, um, mm-hmm. uh, little section where they they routinely will show cats just getting 
fucked. I mean, it's it's yeah. It's but um, at the same time, bad. Yeah. I, I love seeing it, and also just to remind me, man, I'm old now. I, I can't be doing that. <laughs> yeah, uh, risking my life in the in the yeah. way that you know cats really do. But I, I'm still like super passionate about skating. So yeah, so sometimes I, I like to watch it just to kind of remind me of like, nah, that. Cause I'll try to, I'm an old ass dude, but when I jump yeah. on my board, I feel like a teenager again. <laughs> a little reality check, like, nah, I take, I, I don't, I, 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 don't I love watching people board. that are good at it, and I love watching people wipe out too. <laughs> like, I like them both like equally. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah, and, and sometimes cool. it's like, man, even just like a good slam kind of wakes you up, and, and also can yeah. remind you of like, oh, I can take it. You know, kind of like, uh, uh, you know, um, it can be a good thing. I've seen some 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 guys like wipe out and like no blood no nothing but like they're like so hurt and i've seen girls like face plant and like lose a tooth and are like fine <laughs> i'm like oh shit yeah yo and that's I, crazy yeah, i've had i've had some sketchy injuries too yeah. where it's where i come like out ramp of stuff or like just downhill kind of thing yeah i mostly skate at the uh the skate park in berkeley so it's oh, like nice. combination of uh, uh transition and more like street street obstacles yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when i was younger i mean man i'm 48 now so i'm i um i most like even my twin brother stopped skating like 20 years ago i'm one of the old <laughs> uh old, old holdouts and uh but actually one of my homies is um Ron Allen, who's he, he's the first uh, uh, African American street skater pro, so pro Ooh. street skater. Ooh. And, and he, but uh, my boy Ron is, dude, fifty six now, wow. and he's still skating at a hella high level. Yeah. And so um, Tony Hawk's um, still uh, doing the damn thing too. Like he yeah. still goes around, you know, having kids do kickflips on his YouTube channel. He gives them a board. Yeah, and um, when I was going to college, I went to school at UC San Diego, um, and my, it was my brother's roommate, um, uh, Gareth, he was good friends with Tony Hawk, and basically, he, he, it was in that, because I, I went to college uh, starting in 1990, because I'm an old-ass dude, and basically, um, uh, um, back then, uh, ramp skating had kind of died out in terms of yeah. professional careers really uh, making it. Um, um, with, with, I think with it's like making a comeback, skating. I think, now, right? Oh, hell yeah. yeah but, um, right back now. then, so, so even someone as high status as Tony Hawk, who mm -hmm. I grew up idolizing, man, he was just a normal dude. I mean, he still had yeah. hella money. Yeah. When we go to it, he had a pretty amazing ramp complex. It was yep. like North yep. County, um, San Diego. And, and basically, man, it was, it, but it was a trip. He's just a normal dude. And we wouldn't really mm -hmm. gas out that hard on being like, man, we're with Tony Hawk. But, um, but <laughs> oh, now, now it's kind of cool going like, yeah, yeah we, we would go up there pretty regularly, you know? <laughs> um, and um, yeah, it was, it was cool. And actually my boy Gareth, who was um, um, props Gareth Ueda, um, but basically uh, <laughs> yeah, he was one of the illustrators too. I mean, yeah. so good. There's just a lot of real talented dudes when I went to school there. Um, um, but basically, um, yeah, I, I wasn't, I was never that good, but I just always, always loved it. It's probably and, uh, keeping you young, dude, to like be active and stuff and all that. I mean, I that you know, it's crazy. Like, I'm gonna be 40 in January, but I've always been a skinny dude, right? With a very uh fast metabolism. I'm an ectomorph, yeah. you know, like um hard to put on muscle, but very easy with endurance and stuff like that. I didn't really get into yeah. fitness until like two years ago. Now yeah. I work out like six days a week because I don't I'm trying to Dude, stop, dude, stop father time. I'm trying to stop father time as much as I can because Hell I definitely yeah. don't feel as young as I look, man. I you look hella young. I, 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 I was thinking, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I was thinking that you could even be like late twenties type of thing, you know? Oh, I, I, um, I'm so thankful for that. <laughs> Yeah, um, man. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling like sometimes, yeah, you look young, dude. Speaking, you do not look 48 years old. You're kind of like my, my brother is about your age. And you guys are in that kind of like same like physical demographic in the face. You know what I mean? So right. 
Yeah. Man, I appreciate um, it. I'm, yeah, you guys. I'm, trying to, I'm like you said. I'm trying to rewind and, and just kind of uh, um, do whatever AG. you can to stop just, it from coming in, man. That's what I'm and, trying to do. Hell yeah! Yeah, and try, yeah. Trying to age as gracefully as possible. <laughs> yeah. Just try to keep doing fun yeah. shit for uh, as long but, as possible. You know, back back to the knives, right? Um, how much uh, time do you spend on on this? Has it become like a side gig, kind of, or? Yeah, and um, and I realized too. Let, let me answer that one, and I never answered um adequately the first question about um, yeah, yeah, yeah. what got me jumping in. So let me go in that, and I'll try to remember to jump sure, into uh, sure. uh, the time spent <laughs> and, and, and you know how the the um kind of proportion in life that it's taken because it has changed hella much since Instagram. You know, in the last four or five mm-hmm. months. Um, and so yeah, um, uh, um, yeah, definitely want to touch on that. Um, oh, so so one thing was size. So yeah, yeah, just feeling like I didn't want something hella beefy in my pocket, and it seemed like the small knife options. You know, this is like yeah, I'm thinking six to eight years ago, it was just a lot, a lot less. You know, like I remember um, thinking that the other thing was I've always been hell of into warny and sheep foot Me blades. Too. Me too. And there weren't that many options, you know. I love, I love the lower, the lower uh, tip. So just yeah. initiate the cut uh, a fast when you're doing draw cuts, and I and I, I and I like the look of it, you know. It was, it was those two things, and and I was feeling like, yeah, like I was, there weren't that many um, like production knives with those blade shapes that look cool to me, you know. Um, yeah. And so I'd see customs, you know, like smocks, and see see different yeah. ones that I was hyped on. But you mean like aftermarket mods, right? Yeah, and, and more just full custom, you know, like oh. like the SK23, you know, like mm. uh, full bore Warncliffe or at least, you know, semi Warncliffe and, um, um, and basically see some, some of those options that were way outside of my price range and, and, and just going, oh, I saw a super beater Southern uh, for sale and went, I'm going to just buy it and fuck with it. And, and so I just decided wow. to uh, chop with it. Oh, you know what, the, the, though, the biggest impetus for me was um, my little cousin, or it's really my first cousin's kid, um, little Alex Steiner props Alex because um, he basically had started a, um, he was only 14 and had started a knife business um, making fixed blades mostly wow. um, um, knives he was Amazing. going to um, um, he was living in Oakland and, and basically going to uh, um, um, a private school that had a metal shop with a with an instructor that was super into knives and so he just got hella lucky having this dude just um, 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 really awesome. ma- 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 walk him through it but had the facilities too it was like a you know kind of a high-end private school is what, I, what I'm imagining. I've never stepped foot on campus, but it just seemed kind of like they have yeah. a lot of stuff. Kind of, you know, more for, 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 for wealthier kids or whatnot. Yep. But, um, but he, but he lucked out and, and started also had a real design sense. So he's making some beautiful fixed blade knives and we'd be at these family reunions, hella bored, just trying to avoid the old people. We'd kind of try to uh, uh, dip, off, dip off and go smoke some weed or whatever. And then, uh, uh, and then you go talk to the, to the young, to the youngsters and Alex would be pulling out these knives. I'd be like, Oh, dude! That he made, and, yeah, and these wow. real wood and he was fourteen. And, um, and so, um, um, and it was at one of these family things, and, we, and and I was in his room, just going, dude, like, what the fuck are you doing in here? He had his his uh, his workspace was like the top of his dresser, and it was wow. just carved. It just it, it was just like Swiss cheese. He he had this Dremel set up with uh, I don't know. It was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a Dremel, but all these attachments and things. But he had just gotten hella crazy with it um, in his room, and I was just kind of mystified because I was just hella intrigued by it. So he was just talking to me about it and showing me some of the stuff. But um, um, so I think it was more a combination of that, fiending for the smock, uh, um, southern shot, uh, 
shop. And yeah. then also, um, I think I'd gotten a Dremel tool from my dad for like a Christmas present or something like that. So I had some tools and I went, man. And yeah, I think it was just kind of putting two and two together. Like, oh, my cousin did it with a little Dremel and, and, and this kind of thing. Wow. I, even though he would mostly use the tools at the shop at his school, but mm -hmm. he would fuck around at the house with this, yeah. uh, with this little Dremel setup. So I was like, all right, I don't need a big machine shop. I can mess around. This one's hella cheap because I think the dude had bust the tip off. And I knew since I was going to chop the tip off anyway that I wasn't tripping on that. So anyway, I, I just got down and, you know, and it was easier than I thought. And I'm a kind of artistic minded dude. Um, <laughs> And, and basically, um, I'm kind of good with my hands is how I feel. And so I, it, it didn't, it, it just was less scary to me than I thought. And so I basically, um, had, also I got lucky because I, I fucked up hella knives after that. But because <laughs> that was the first one and I and everything went smooth and it, things worked yeah. out well and even managed to crown the spine pretty good, which I'm like, damn, I got hella lucky that I didn't mess up everything. But anyway, um, yeah. it, it turned out good and I'd only had to spend, you know, a little bit of, uh, of cash relative to the five or six hundred that um that yeah. smock was charging so that that got me thinking then i was on the prowl just going oh what more can i chop and so you know that that's what sparked the addiction of just going yeah. oh between all these all these uh, exchanges where i could get cheaper beaters um and that were like broken trolling. tips or something and you would exactly. just oh, i was deliberately man, trolling for ones that'd wow. be like you know maybe like a 200 dollar knife but with a broken tip that they sell for 80 bucks or something like yeah, that so, so, so i was um that's really my, my mindset is just like um uh, uh going there and then basically um it was really just doing it and feeling like because um outside of my brother who would be kind of bored he'd be more into like mining his ars and this kind of thing i'd show him my new knife i'd messed with he'd be like oh cool <laughs> but, but but uh but not really like spend the time out I, I mean he, like, he, he wouldn't be nerding out on it the way that yeah. i that i felt it was deserved so I, I started to realize oh well i'm buying these knives like reddit blade forums i'm gonna just start posting pictures just so I can, you know, talk to cats online since I'm not doing it in person. On you Instagram. Know, you know, have some kind of, uh, on, well, on I Instagram was on Instagram until Reddit? a few months ago. Because like it was more like, um, I think I started on Reddit and Blade forums maybe like five years ago went on the Spyderco forums, but it was more just like, um, just to kind of like randomly put some stuff that I had done just yeah. to see what cats thought, but it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't trying to think of it. Did like, you get a lot of shit for some of the stuff? Like you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I would definitely, um, I, well, I'd be prepared for way more of it than I got, but I was always getting some. And uh, and, and, and some cats would dare me to post it on the Spyderco forums. Like I might put put something on the uh, <laughs> uh, on Reddit and be like, I dare you to put that in front of Sal Glasser and have him clown the fuck out I of you. Lo I love it, man. I You know what it is? Like, I am more inclined to purchase a knife that no one is going to have, right? Yeah. Um. Or or have a knife that everyone has, but is like absolutely different. That's the beauty of like aftermarket scales, clips, yeah. um, hardware, but like an aftermarket like blade modification, whether it's like stonewash or or a chop or something like that. I would rather have that and then go to the meet or wherever it is that you're going to chill with homies that are into the knife hobby, too. And you pull out like are you. <laughs> with a blade yeah. chop blade on it and they're like oh my god what is that you know what i mean no one's gonna <laughs> care about a regular yojimbo they're gonna say that's cool that's a nice scales but when you have something that no one else has it's like wow let me see yeah. that and yeah. actually on that i was just gonna tell a story that related yeah. to because i was just fucking with my uh oh, my, 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 my my yo too um yo, uh, today and so, so i was sick. um so basically i i was trying to um acid wash the liners mm -hmm. um but had forgot to mask over the detent ball 
Oh no! Bad news because it's that? not ceramic. It's not ceramic on these, and so I realized right off the bat. I mean, I fixed it already, but there's hell of closed blade play because the detent had dissolved yeah. a, 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 a hefty chunk, and I was just going, "Damn it!" I, I make rookie moves like that all the time because yeah. I'm still I'm still just a human being. But and, yeah. and um and so so um I realized oh because I'd been modding so many southerns. And basically, some cats don't care about that second detent ball, and so I have a little collection of them. Um, uh, uh, cause you know, the 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 the, the, the sorry, the smocks, the smocks yeah. come with that second detent ball, and chopping mm-hmm. a shitload of smocks. And so, basically, have a have a good few bunch of those extra detent balls lying around. And so, I was like, oh yeah, let me just uh, so I just popped that one out and pressed in, uh, <laughs> used a C clamp to press in another one. And it was yeah. dope because then I then I realized because it's my first time messing with replacing a detent ball. So yeah. even though I messed up, it turned into a, a learning experience. And then yeah, I can fine tune the detent. Good. You know, using the C clamp on there, crank it a little bit, re reassemble the knife, mm-hmm. check the detent, and and then refine it down because it was a little overly strong. Um, um, on the knife originally and then when I zapped it when I zorched it in the acid bath um, obviously it was like non-existent and then now I could kind of Goldilocks it fine you know fine-tune it so it yeah. was it was so I felt like oh man but the main thing while I was pulling it out was like um, you're you're talking about like just how you know when you have a um, something that's unique you know it just um, it, it just resonates deeper with you it's more special you just treat it differently right the other thing that I was realizing, I mean, this is more on my end as the as the as the maker, but when I when I, now when I look at this knife, now I feel like success because I fucked it up, you know, messed with the detent <laughs> ball, and I look at it and go, no, nah, I fixed it, I fixed it, and so, yeah. so I feel this. So I look at it and, and and just like it resonates like as a not only it's unique to me, but I also go, oh, it's a problem that I solved, and I grew as a human being, and I grew my mm-hmm. skill set from it, and so it makes me feel hella good, and so, yeah, so there's man. a bunch of them where I can look at it too and just go. Oh, or in some cases, like, man, it might be like, was, was, you know, chopped it, reshaped it, and it's just looking hella terrible for a while. And then all of a sudden, last minute, everything came together, or whatever the case, or some disasters, disasters just happen all the time with this. And then and I might look at the knife and just go, oh, I'll just get the sense of like, oh, no, I, 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 I salvaged that, or, you know, yeah. made it, you got to put out the fires, much. man. You know, so you're putting like, out yeah. fires. That's all about what being an entrepreneur is, you know. It, um, and that's definitely the most stressful part of it, which yeah. which brings up, yeah, this whole aspect of like um like time, how much I spend on it, yeah. and like yeah. what brought me into it. Because again, I would put them up on Reddit, and um and then eventually, cat. It was really through Reddit where pe- people would eventually um start to uh to to commission mods, but it was kind of like you know uh, just a little trickle, and then got bored via lockdown was like oh my brother's a, a, a video maker and he was um yeah he, he mostly does mountain bike videos and he had basically been out of the game for a little while and had basically been uh been growing weed for a while and uh, <laughs> and, and, then, uh and, and so he he basically um decided now nah, he's gonna go back into the mountain bike game um and um um and use instagram as a vehicle to help you know advertise and, and yeah 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 and, it's yeah. it's one of the best things i think if you have a product and you're selling a product I think Instagram is like hands down the best thing for reaching people that might want it. I um, think you're right, man. Yeah, Instagram it, I mean, is really good for, knife, for knife stuff. It's really good. You know, a weird thing that I've been doing lately is I know like the knife community is like, like fuck TikTok and all that shit, right? Mm. And that's what they think. But lately, um, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I produce content on YouTube. I go, mm-hmm. I'm on Twitter once a day. I do an Instagram reels and I post a picture on Instagram every day. I post multiple stories a day and I post on TikTok too. So what I've been noticing is like my TikTok, like, you know, it's 15 second 
knife clips, just going over what the steel is, what the who the maker is, and and what the what the knife is and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Getting thousands of views and hundreds of likes and comments a day. Um, Dude, that's raw. It, Hell it, yeah. It's it's crazy though because. The reason why knife people don't like TikTok is if you put a knife in in a video, um, even though you're not like stabbing something or trying to hurt anybody or whatever, it will get a community guideline strike. And um, that deters a lot of people. Right. But what Mm -hmm. I've learned is um, so you submit an appeal and I just explain like, hey, man, I'm a YouTube content creator. Um, I showcase knives as tools to be used yeah. for everyday things, not to be used for hurting people. Please reconsider. Yeah. Um, I want to stay on the platform or whatever. And then like they've been getting passed. So oh, yes, I've started yeah. making a lot more content on there. But like I was uh, back to backtrack on Instagram being, I think the number one tool right now for spreading mm-hmm. whatever product or message you have in the knife community. I think Instagram is still number one, but I think for the yeah. younger audience, um, they're all on TikTok, man. All on t- and what's crazy is like, I posted a, a TikTok video today on um, this uh, this knife, the Tucson um, Jaeger by Vitesse Design. Oh I, yeah! I, 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 I wish this was smaller, actually. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, that I looks po- Yeah, I, I, I like that. Cool. I, saw, I saw your uh, I saw your post on that yeah, together yeah. with the uh, yeah. with, with Attack on Titan uh, and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. So I posted this a different one. It was just like a short video explaining what it was. And there was legit knife people like on the comments. They were like, oh, yeah. Um, he's like, because people were like making fun of my Band-Aids or whatever. Right. I have a <laughs> That's why I have them. And yeah, uh, yeah. people are making fun of my Band-Aids. They always do that on TikTok. But like actual knife uh-huh. guys that I didn't know that just started following me today were defending me. They were like, nah, dude, you, you don't understand. Cutting yourself is real knife guy shit. Like. When you go when you go into a knife shop and you play with a knife and you cut yourself and you feel like you have to buy it because you got your blood on it, then you're a real knife guy. Like people were Dude. standing up for me. And, I, um, yeah. The la- yep. One of the last brick and mortars I was in, I felt like yeah. a fucking scrub because I cut myself <laughs> in about five seconds, <laughs> and I didn't want to buy the knife because I was like, it's like it was so nasty. And so I was just trying to pitch myself hella hard to keep from blood spewing out. Yeah. I think it's, bad so i just just yeah. just holding the pressure down and, and, and oh and, man and, and, and actually and in my, my area there's not many brick and mortars same so it's here like, uh, i mean new york like, city um, there's you know yeah, yeah yeah there used to be like canal cutlery right that had the gentleman's folders and i've that. been to canal cutlery cutlery and they do have it it's nothing like the selection that you would see like for example somebody goes to a knife shop in like Oregon or something or like Utah or whatever. Right. You know, it's nothing like that where they have this big selection of Spydercos and Benchmades. It's like just randomly, like kind of almost randomly purchased things and uh, brands that you've never heard, you know, a lot of M techie kind of stuff, a lot of that. Um, They have Dick's sporting goods and Paragon sports, I think is like the only um, kind of brand at some of the outdoor uh, shops, like, uh, uh, I don't I don't know how to say it. it's like fall fall raven or something it's like oh, a Swedish you know yeah, what I'm talking about right like they have yeah. one in New York City um the backpacks and, are hella big. yeah 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 they, yeah. they have like they, they showcase like fixed blades and also like James brand that that company yeah yeah, yeah. that a, a guy that works at the New York City shop um in Soho in New York City is, is gonna be on my podcast this Wednesday oh so, right dude is this the first podcast you've ever been on yep 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 and this is your first time doing a face reveal too or yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. yeah. Man, I'm not Thank like, you, man. 
Yeah, I'm not doing it on purpose. I think yeah. one clip on my um on my Instagram page it had yeah. you know, I, put, I put some skating clips just because my, my oh, brother cool, had, had dude. To, the, to the skate park and just like yeah. old man dad at the skate park and I just because uh, I was like <laughs> man I'm getting old I need mean, come, come come through and film me film a few clips of me just uh, yeah. before I get too old and decrepit to, uh, to hold me down. <laughs> um, uh, so he so he 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 did the one. And I, I'm, I'm a music producer. I used to used to do it for a living. What and did so you I, produce? I, I, Man, I used to actually be signed to a NY label, Uncommon. What was did a, you? Was it like hip hop? Did you produce like yeah, like, underground hip hop? It was. It yeah. was basically um like a, I got signed in two thousand one. It was I'd sent a demo to Def Jux. It was when that label was still around, LP's label, um uh from like Run the Jewels and uh, yeah, oh shit, so fame like New York legend and um mm-hmm. one of his main engineers and producers, NASA, who's my homie. I mean, NASA's oh man, just one of the illest dudes yeah. out there. It was um. I'd send in a demo and he was starting up his offshoot label um, uh, uncommon at the time. And I guess because of some of the artwork, um, my, my, my beat CD had kind of made it to LPs like, don't throw it away immediately pile. Like take it home. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, check yeah. It out. Like I guess he, according to that, they had like three piles, yeah. like the whatever, like, toss yeah, pile yeah. um and then the like the the pile like dude there might be something here like this, yeah, this yeah. seems like it has potential and then the ones that they already knew about like their homies sending them you know heat or whatever that they knew to look out for already or like that a and r from another label might have big up them too it was like oh no you know this dude sending you some shit so anyway mine luckily got i think because the, the the artwork like i was a uh, a painter i'd went to um ucsd for a master's in fine art back in the day and That's i was dope. just super into, into fine art that kind of thing and um and basically um so i'd done the artwork for the uh, cover of the CD. I mean, this was back in the day when, yeah, that was how, how you did it was uh, yeah. sending a, a, a physical CD. And so, um, um, yeah, I, I was there. Art <laughs> and that was just, you know, from my paintings and stuff. And, um, and that, I guess, attracted uh, their attention. And then the um, LP, I guess, I don't even know if he had listened to anything, but anyway, my stuff made it to the to the pile of like, oh, this, you know, you know, don't, don't be throw it away, check it out, might yeah. be something. And so um, uh, NASA, the, the, he, again, he produced a lot of stuff for for Jux, but was also their their in-house engineer, would record and mix uh, a lot of the Def Jux releases, a lot of Aesop Rock stuff. Um, he, oh, shit. He was, he was a pretty legendary um, uh, engineer on his own right, had done a lot like uh, oh it was like mike ladd and some of these ill like kind of experimental um mcs like early 90s um 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 uh type of type of type of dudes but um basically um Anyway, he ended up with my CD and was like, so within a couple of weeks of sending uh, um, sending this demo out, I just got, he just emailed me. It was like, yo, what's up? I'm starting this new label. Come join. So anyway, for a oh, long shit, ass time, man. I was just producing uh, stuff. I was just sending beats to him and different mm-hmm. folks on the label. And um, and it, it was it was dope. It was just a hard time to make a living. It was when download culture yeah. had started to really dominate. And so he, I'd hear all these stories like, damn, dude. You, you should have been there back when it'd be, you know, like it'd be yeah. stuff like, oh, triple fat goose would just come through oh, the, 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 the uh, Def Jux, you know, thing, uh, uh, offices with boxes of, uh, of stuff, just, just passing out shit. And just, it was just, you know, product and money was flowing hella much. And, um, yeah. and I, and I came in right after, right after that ended. So I, I felt <laughs> like it was kind of a, a weird era, but it was, it was dope. It was like, um, yeah. I don't know. It was just fun. Cause I got to go from like being like a fan of a lot of these dudes mm-hmm. to working with a lot of them who I'd, you know, just basically jot tele hard and, and and just you know, it was just cool to be yeah. part of it and especially going out to ny to visit we'd be like nasa just be taking you me went, around you like going to new Fat york Beach city NASA. you came to new york city before yeah yeah it was yeah. like um my wife what, what, has what year was that out. was that what year was that 
Well, I'm trying to think. Let's see. I got signed in 2001, so I think by 2002 uh, was when I started to make pilgrimages out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and we'd usually stay at um, my wife's cousin used to live uh, before. Um, but it was actually damn. It was before 9/11. She lived right at Ground yeah. Zero, yeah. and um, 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 right around there. And I think even immediately after that, but then moved to Jersey to um, um, damn. It's a spot like 45 minutes out the city by train maplewood maplewood, maplewood so she okay. lives in maplewood and um and we'd uh, stay there or my mm -hmm. wife's um uncle um he was like a corporate lawyer and had like a yeah. um a spot like um right next to the u.n heliport like midtown wow. right, right next yeah. to the fucking um the u.n the big ass river the east river yeah and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and we, that's and like you, maybe i want to say around 49th 58th street yeah, like it was that. a little bit down from there it was like um i just remember is hella close to mad curry spots that were bomb as yeah. fuck There's dude i know exactly like, where what you're talking about so that's good i i i worked around it good yeah super i love indian yeah. food so me that, too I, me going, too i love it i love it Lord, absolutely love it do you like spicy fire. food yeah yeah i like um, even though i used to i don't know i think of myself as loving like the highest levels of heat until yeah. i started to realize Nah, I just wasn't exposed to the highest levels of heat. Yeah, like, uh, like, um, my brother, my, my my twin brother Teo, he's um, or, or I should really reference my 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 my, my sister D now, my new sister in law, or not new, but um, um, she she's from Laos and basically um, um, she eats food so hot. Yeah, yeah, Laosian food, like the it's sambal like, type stuff, right? Yeah, with the, these yep. homemade hot sauces. She actually just dropped off a bunch of produce and some homemade hot sauce. But it'll be stuff like she'll be putting like <sighs> hella things mm -hmm. in. I put it one little drop, and I'll be like, <laughs> oh, and I'll start to <laughs> get the hiccups, hella yep. crazy. You and go, so I started to realize that, like that I used to yeah. think of myself as really being able to hang with hot food, but I realized that the upper echelons. Oh, and also like it's um, hard. It was going to um. Yeah, some restaurants where I was dared to order uh, things um, Asian spicy, and I'm half Chinese, yeah. but at the same time, it would I I didn't grow up eating that much super hot uh, Chinese food. My mom didn't yeah. really cook it super hot, and um and but especially going to like yeah Indian restaurants and and, and asking it for it as hot as they eat it, I can't eat yeah. it. You know, it's just crazy. Yeah. Like, um, um so anyway so i so so, so i like hot food but I, but I realize within 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 limits because um i'll just get the hiccups and i can't even uh can't even hold yeah. it down but uh but but yeah definitely like it fiery and, and I, I like to cook a lot myself too yeah. and you know, like to like to make stuff fiery and uh, yeah yeah i like it like at an enjoyable level where it's like spicy and it kind of makes me go like that but then it's like still has flavor because i did a yeah. show um when I hit 1,000 subs finally on YouTube, I did, uh, yeah, you, you know the show Hot Ones on YouTube where they eat spicy chicken wings. So be, Dude, I've heard about it, but yeah, I haven't so, seen it yet. It was one of my so, students. I, so, uh, yeah. um, mm -hmm. I did the same thing. I called it Sharp Ones, and basically we accumulated fan questions. So mm -hmm. with every wing, from wing one to ten, the wings get spicier, and with every wing, I answer a question. And at oh. the very dude, at the very end. You know how they measure spiciness with the with Scoville, right? That's yeah, yeah. The the last wing had the 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 
the hot sauce is two million Scoville. So I was like, just Ooh. like drooling and like, it, it was great though. It was, I'm probably going to do it again when I hit 2000, which is going to be pretty soon. Uh, oh, uh, oh, dude. Uh, yeah, uh, it's fun. My girl, my girl was the host and like, you know, we had a big table and then, you know, it, it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. I liked it, man. Um, you know, to backtrack yes. on the, uh, the mods with the, with, with, the, with the blade shops and stuff, how long does it normally take you to do one? Man, if, if everything goes smoothly, it usually takes me about two days of like working about maybe three hour, two to three hours uh, um, uh, um, per day. Like the, um, um, I'll usually like to, the, the chop, I'm just using a little Dremel, these thin cutting wheels. Yeah. And, and on a normal blade stock, like, or like, I guess normal is kind of a relative term, but like say, the, I'll bet the, the knife I've chopped the most is the the Spyderco smock, mm -hmm. um, and that you know kind of what is that three millimeter blade stock I'm thinking anyway, and um, um, so you know not super thin, um, but you know not 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 super thick by any chance by any uh, yeah. stretch. Um, that one it's only a few minutes to do the actual chop, like the actual you know like really uh, to I'll cut take the... things off and cut it. So Damn. I'm thinking maybe about ten minutes to cut through. But then it's all the shaping and the uh, yeah. uh, the shaping that takes the longest. So the actual, I'll, I'll tape everything off with painter's tape. I just do a lot of nerding out. I'm trying to get you know maximize blade length and the handle length. And tape off the uh, the handles and the and the blade. I'm trying to play around with that a little bit. And then um, basically, so the chop takes pretty quick. Um, um, but then it's yeah, it's all the shaping and, the and finishing and, and all that like. Yeah, or, or like it's yeah. like uh, chopping it's just gonna be straight angles but right. actually shaping it right um and that that yeah. takes that takes usually a good i'm thinking a couple hours of um um but and the main thing for me is like i don't have a real good um grinder i have like a cheap harbor freight one but then yeah. i also have a secret weapon that's like um it, it, it's it's basically i realized with the harbor freight one it, it, it's even on the lowest speed setting it spins so fast that you can burn the shit out of your blades really easy yeah. and especially if you're anywhere close to the uh to the cutting edge um um man it's just real easy to scorch your your, your blades and mess up the heat treat and whatnot yeah but um my daddy got me this um belt sander for like just it's just a uh it's like a makita um um a hand hand sander with yeah. a flat top on it i can't remember what the dimensions are it's like maybe a four by eight is that what yeah. it is anyway um but um it's really no knife dudes use it because it's just this cheap thing for just you know sanding off oh, i want to refinish this uh wood this windowsill and you're just you know like stripping off the paint or whatever or yeah, already yeah. using it to um re-sand different stuff um 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 but basically i started to realize i was just messing around with it because i had it there and it works way better for finishing sanding than that um wow. than that um it's like this cheap harbor freight one two by 72 anyway it's a little shitty grinder um they, but just because it didn't get so hot and so yeah, with some yeah. fine grit um belts i could just yeah. it takes way longer but i could just get better finishes yeah. and so i so i basically um that's what takes me the longest is just shaping it and then the next day i'll usually go in and just start hand sanding everything and then that you know spend a good couple hours doing that um it, it's um but, but it's um it, it definitely depends like so that's like if everything goes right the main thing is like a lot of times things don't go right oh yeah. the other thing is installing the pocket clips it's pocket clips and drilling tapping titanium and especially yeah. but also hardened steel it's just a bitch man it's like snapping taps happens real readily um oh, wow. um and basically that's probably the thing that has given me the biggest headaches like um before i went on instagram like when i was just doing the mods on reddit 
I wouldn't even do the pocket clips for cats because I felt too like I just wasn't experienced at it. Yeah, enough. right. Like, right, nah, right. you got to get someone else to do that. I'm not. I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. um, um, but basically, then I was like, oh, when I went on Instagram, and all of a sudden was just getting a lot more orders, and was like, yeah. nah, I need to work it out. And I, and I, I had worked it out before I went to IG, but that's kind of like made it made it more like nah, because everyone who wanted it chopped, and most people want a pocket clip, you know. And yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, the main hurdle for me was learning how to tap uh drill and tap titanium i was just Damn. fucking snapping bits and um um, um and uh it was just titanium is weird it gets like gummy and it binds things up and um wow. but then also tapping it man i'd just be snapping taps off and the taps would break off from the handles and then I'd be like what do you know <laughs> and so it, like man, thanks to youtube it was like going on to um like it was oh Grim, john grimsmo dude he okay has, okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and i mean he's so knowledgeable and and, and so um basically I, I realized oh um i could you get some um ferric chloride that cats use to acid stonewash blades which i actually just uh yesterday started playing around with too um but before i got a a, a bunch of it um just to start uh dissolving broken taps because yeah. it turns out it'll zap a steel but it won't touch the tie it yeah. won't touch a uh, meth stuff is weird it just won't touch most traditional handle materials you know uh, micarta nah won't do anything to micarta g10 nah um yeah. titanium it'll just mess with steel so you can use it to do a lot of cool things like man um uh yeah just use it to dissolve out taps that have been stuck in the handle so that, that was my biggest my biggest hurdle was, was figuring out how to install pocket clips without man just snapping hella shit and that's just crazy and in hella long i didn't and, know uh, that you worked with the scales too like I, I mean, look, I, I, from, from a, I mean, I'm a beginner in this knife hobby. Like I've been in it for about maybe four and a half years, but like, mm -hmm. I feel like I have learned absolutely nothing. Right. Uh, I, I, it's funny because I have a YouTube channel where I put up videos almost every single day, but I, I don't know a lot about things. I don't know a lot about heat treats. I don't know a lot about even certain parts, what this is called, what that is called. I am strictly an aesthetic. Um action and ergonomics guy those are the main selling points for me um yeah. that's why yeah. i fell in love with your channel because i was like man this guy's blade modifications look like like almost like done by a machine but then now i'm in shock hearing that you do everything by hand with with machines i mean but you, you don't have like big machinery you're just using a dremel tool a sander and that it's yeah, crazy yeah, that you it's, get that kind of quality with that man i appreciate it i appreciate yeah, it dude. yeah I, I, um um i was i was starting to make some videos because it was actually um man one of my uh I don't want to say it's one of my clients. It just sounds hella weird like that. But um, mm -hmm. but 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 one of the partners through Reddit who was hiring me to do some chops and um and he he was asking me a lot of questions. Um, uh, this is uh, uh, uh my man Wolf was asking me um um if if I could share some of the info um and basically um. I was realizing, man, I should be documenting some of this on video. I was kind of embarrassed because I was like, man, my setup's so bootsy and just kind of janky. Whereas like, you know, I'll go to Grimsmo's channel and just be like, damn, yeah. dude, like you got a real, you know, yeah, in but the average But Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I was realizing, you know what, man, I should actually be proud of, you know, like, you know, but I should you do it with should. A, all I have is a hacksaw and a pair of pliers, yo, yeah. what? <laughs> you know, and, and just yeah. be like, 
caveman caveman shops let's see what's up mm-hmm. so, but um um but i was starting to document it but i realized that because um uh when i went and reviewed the footage because man i'm actually i'm actually a, a media arts teacher and so like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm real into you know shooting video editing it that kind of thing and so i set up some uh, uh just one you know like my phone camera and basically um realized man my angles were sucking so badly yeah. um when it was time to edit that i was i started to abandon ship and i first started to take i went through a couple incarnations like had taken a bunch of stills and then um, that was taking me too long because I was nerding out too much on it. I'd be chopping it like, no, no, let me, ch- let me get this angle right. Yeah. And I was like, no, nah, let me set up a tripod, put my, yeah. just, I wasn't trying to set up multiple angles, um, which I think would be kind of necessary to do it right. And then I just, aban- oh, and then I fucking cut myself hella bad. I yeah. basically oh, been doing the mod and I, and I sliced open my hand, um, just adjusting a light. I was just being yeah. a scrub and not taping off the blade. I was just going to, yeah. I think, finish uh, sanding the spine off. Yeah. And so I should have had the blade taped and yep. i was just adjusting a light went bloop and went oh, damn whoa and, and um um and just um it turned out like my wife basically helped uh, um you know she basically gave me the crazy glue uh, uh butterfly uh, uh bandage treatment where um, was the cut it was it was basically you can't even see the scar i mean it was basically right here oh, so and, like um, the... and it, um and it uh um it, it basically was bleeding a lot but um, yeah that's the part that'll bleed a lot i would assume yeah Pretty, she's pretty capable and basically handled cool slept through the yeah. night it wasn't bleeding out mm-hmm. um or you know wasn't opening up again but the next morning it was and then yeah. um and it wouldn't stop bleeding and so she forced me to go into the hospital mm-hmm. and get stitches mm-hmm. i hate going i hate fucking hospitals yeah. man they like yeah i just feel like they're like the crypts of death like just the yeah, smell, yeah. lighting i'm like yeah it nah. smells weird yeah so, like so so anyway, it took a lot of her goading me. Nah, I, she because she tried again. It was still opening up. So I basically um, went in. Um, yeah, they had to run me through all the COVID stuff, and I was just like, just feeling hella weird about being in the hospital. Yeah. Um, but 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 they, I would they feel really fast. weird if I had to go to the hospital right now, man. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was pretty creepy, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um and um basically that uh, almost immediately the doctor was like, dude, good thing you came in here because you actually nicked the artery. She's like, watch it, geyser. And I was like, I'm kind of like one of those people who gets hella queasy when I see my own blood in big yeah. amounts. I'm used to seeing it in small amounts, you know, knife. But if it's big, yeah. It. But but when it's big amounts, like I've seen, oh, I got hurt skating one time where a kid bailed his board into my leg. Oh, and I looked down after unpeeling my bloody ass pants yeah. and saw about that much of my bone. Oh, and I almost fainted. You know, I was one of those people <laughs> like, well, what should be inside my body is now outside my body. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna not do well with that. So so, uh, <laughs> so 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 she was like uh, stitching me up and was like, yeah watch it geyser and i was like <laughs> now i'm gonna look away she's just, just like gleefully she's like an er doctor and kind of gnarlier than i am uh, just, uh, just crazy shit so i was like no nah, i'm not trying to watch it geyser but uh anyway but it, but it, it healed up quick but it kind of yeah. put me uh, uh it was in the middle of when i was trying to make these documentaries yeah. on uh, on some of the you top. should but remember this right um one piece of advice that i've saw i've seen on youtube was perfection is poison on youtube and for a person like yourself right i would understand (laughs) if you had the pedigree of these big cinematographers on youtube like peter mckinnon or something like that where they're doing these b-roll shots that are amazing that's different i think for you and your business what's important is to document versus creating yeah i have there's, there's a girl that you should check out um 
Her page is called The Knife's Meow. Oh, let me... Uh, Little, yeah, little, 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 the, the knife's meow is is her uh, YouTube channel. She just started like not um, not even a month ago, uh, but she's been modding off. knives with her boyfriend Richie. Uh, her Ooh. name is her name is Lindy, and they mod knives. They mainly work on scales, anodizing, cracked ice finishes, things like that. And mm. you know, talking to you right now, actually, you know, my content creator gear started turning, and um, I want to try to get a project together where I take some of the modders on, that have been on this podcast uh-huh. and I will donate a knife for everyone to work on and then I will review it. And in turn, like everyone will get like a splash collaboration, um, uh, you know, spreading awareness type thing. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I would love for you to do a chop and then I would love for them to like do something with the scales and then maybe um, Neve's Knives, which is a pretty big channel. Uh, Jared has been doing a lot of like sharpening, like uh-huh. really sick stuff. Maybe have him, you know, finish it at the end and then I will like showcase it and do some. Uh-huh. Cre- yeah, I, I think that would be really cool. That's never been done on Knife YouTube. I'm all about doing stuff that's out of the norm for Knife like content creators. Uh-huh. You know, like I do funny stuff. That. Yeah, I think that'll be so amazing. And then after I finish the video, we could all get together on a podcast and talk about like each everyone's process and like what had to happen. I think that'll be really sick, man. Dude, that sounds super yeah. tight, man. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Because I've had all of you, now that I've had you, I've had uh, Lindy Lou and Richie B on my podcast before. I've had Neves and Ives on twice already. And yeah, you've been on here. Yeah, I think yeah. that'll be a fucking really rad thing to do. And uh, I think that I'm I think everyone's definitely. audiences would enjoy it too. You know what I mean? For real. Like, and I think I'm just really into collaboration too, just yeah. as, a, as just a human strategy. Yeah. And it, I love it, man. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, it's uh, Brancron on, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a knife collector and um, was one of my um, first uh, dudes who, who commissioned uh, me to chop stuff uh, on Reddit back in the day. He used to hire me to, to, to do mods. And then um, uh, um, this cat, Ryan Milligan, who hasn't been really in, in effect for the last few years, to my knowledge. But we would basically um, 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 do, do kind of collabo mods for, yeah. for, for, for Brancron. And um, basically, like, I would chop it. And in the first one, I, it was before the pair of three came out. One of yeah, my wow. <laughs> um, was uh was getting getting some buzz on reddit was i was chopping pair of twos down into yeah. like a sheet's foot style pair of, like it's the same oh, size as a pair what? of three that's but, um, crazy the main, the main thing that was kind of whack was like the um now on the pair of two mm-hmm. um, um no sorry on the pair of three the liners are inset from the uh from mm-hmm. the scales and on the pair of two they're flush right and so basically um it me it meant that um 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 the the chops would kind of, or, or wait, I think I'm remembering it wrong. It's like um, part of it on the pair of two, I think part of it is flush, part of it's not. Anyway, I would chop it and, and the back end would be flush, whereas the um, 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 the bottom of the handle wouldn't. So it, it just looked kind of uneven, you know, it, it looked less than factory. So what Milligan would do was make scales with that line, with the um, the recessed liner, like like have that guard built. So he basically yeah. make custom scales so it looked super factory for the uh, for my pair of twos chops. And um, wow. he only made a couple pairs, but they're oh, and I fucking sold that knife. 
life too. Now I'm like, oh, I kind of figured, oh, this is going to be an ongoing thing. I can get new mm-hmm. scales when I want um, and chop a new one for myself or whatever. Yeah. So I'm not selling it. And then Ryan kind of just went off the face of the planet. I'm not sure what happened to, 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 to my boy. Um, and so um, now I'm kind of bummed. I should have just held on to that. <laughs> but, um, but it was, um, uh, I'd done another one for, for Brand Cron. It was the Whale Rescue. That, it, was, it was that big ass blade only that Spyderco was releasing. A big serrated blade like I don't know, like huge, you know, it's like a machete yeah. sized thing. Yep. And so um he wanted to to um have me just rechop the edge of the, the tip of it for, for so that he could use it for yard work. And then wow. he had 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 Milligan make a handle for it. And so he made Damn. a dope like this is an orange G10 one. And they ended up sending it to Nick Shabazz and I'm pretty sure uh Shabazz oh, reviewed snap. it. You know, just as a kind of like a novelty like oh check out yeah. this thing my boy sent me for yeah. you know, for a quick second. He's he's probably, like, oh my god you know how he sounds <laughs> But I, but I was hyped. And also I had another encounter with, with, with Nick Shabazz. We're not, you know, it, I shouldn't say encounter, but you know, um, it was one of my students cause I'm a, I'm a media arts teacher um, yep. for middle school and, and high school kids. And basically um, uh, one of my students drank, he was about to graduate. This was like, thinking maybe four, maybe five yeah. years ago. Um, so you're a and- media arts teacher. That's what you do for a living. <laughs> Yeah, that's my day what job. What do you teach uh, exactly? What does that entail, media arts? I well, it started off. I was um, I was basically you know producing music, uh, uh, um, you know making beats for cats, and um, yep. I'd been um been hired to make a soundtrack for this um, is a is this crazy ass documentary called uh, Fruits of War. Okay. It was a, um, it was a um, documentary on the Mara Salvatrucha, um, um, the uh, you know, the street gang from El, El Salvador, mm-hmm. okay. and basically um, um, my homie Josiah Hooper, who was the director, had basically um. Been, been down in El Salvador for like, damn, I think four years, following around a bunch of dudes and telling their story. And it was essentially like, it was just some a gnarly stories telling t- about how America had essentially funded this civil war in El Salvador, created this whole generation of cats growing up with serious yeah. warfare skills, giving them amnesty back in the States. And a lot of them had moved to LA where there's uh, a lot of Salvadorians and basically um, had just started what turned into the biggest street gang in the world as a way wow. to just protect themselves um, um, on the streets and shit. It was crazy. A lot yeah. of them got deported. And so I was basically just watching clips and scoring it. And yeah. some of So like you were making the musical like, score for the documentary. Yeah. And so he, sick, um, um, I saw scoring it and then um, he was like, man, um, we, uh, he, he'd come over to the crib to just check out some stuff that I'd made for his film. And, um, and he was noticing I was using the same software at that point. I was using reason to, um, yeah. to do yeah. a lot of my, uh, a lot of my, my basic compositions, mm-hmm. um, before I dumped him into pro tools and started getting down. Yeah. And, um, um, and basically, um, that's the OG shit like, right there is, is if you're using reason and pro tools, because I produce yeah. music too. Oh, uh, hell yeah. I, I was in the opposite uh, side of the spectrum where I was in the dance music scene for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I DJed at some of the biggest places in New York City. I, I spun right. at, uh, yeah. Electric Daisy Carnival. I spun there. Hell um, yeah. And, and you know, I, I got into it and I, I went to school at Dubspot, which is a music school in New York City to, for, for oh. production. And right. um, I was using Ableton and that's what I use. But like that, whenever you hear that's, somebody... That's my- yeah. Whenever you hear somebody like uses uh, Pro Tools and Reason, I'm like, that's the OG shit right there. You know, yeah. I mean? and, and actually yeah. now, like my 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 my, my music classes, we 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 went all all Ableton. Ableton, Ableton is so easy; it's like click and drag. So that's why I love it. You just press and, tap to go to the other side. Like, 
It's, yeah, it's why I, I love it. It's why I, I love, I it. love yeah. it too. And, and yeah. they, um, I mean, a lot of my students want me to go to FL because a lot of like you know, especially um, kids want to make FL's big eat. right now. Yeah, I my my partner who I produce with, uh, he was an FL user, so mm-hmm. I was the guy that like basically made the melodies and kind of like the rhythm of the song, right? And yeah, then he could, like master everything. He was like the sound engineer. I was the guy that kind of like. I didn't have classical music training, but I kind of know yeah. what sounded weird and what didn't, right? You know Hell what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, so I would just like lay out like a full song or whatever. And then like, he would just like use, oh, let's use this instrument here. And he would yeah. like master everything, right? It's, it's but he was an FL dope. user. And I think with FL, like it was easier to get like a big sound. I think that's why people gravitate towards it so much. But now yeah. I haven't been in the game in so long. Like I, I, I when I'm on TikTok, I see... FL producers and I'm like, damn, they're doing some crazy shit now, man. Like I don't yeah, even it's, understand it's it. It's definitely like, the damn. fastest DAW to mess with, you know. It's, yeah, like, exactly. I, it's a DAW. Yeah, yeah. For for to, people to that honest, like, the DAW is like the software that you're using to produce. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the digital audio workstation. Yeah, for exactly. <laughs> And basically, yeah, the um, I just I'm just so old school that I just remember FL as being Fruity Loops. That's what yeah, FL Fruity Loops. And, and it was just like it that. It was for, for fools with no skills, just put together yeah. prefab loops at first. Yeah, so I yeah. clown the shit out of it. I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, only whack ass motherfuckers use <laughs> or use Fruity Loops. But then, but then it turned it evolved into something way different. Exactly. You know? so, yeah. so now, um, but but it but it took me a while. You know, old dogs yeah. and new tricks. So I'd have a lot of students going, oh, can can, can we get some legs? Licenses for FL and I'd be talking hell of shit. And then um and then I was like, you know what, dude? All right, we got some more money in because I I started to realize like the school would have a budget for me that they wouldn't necessarily tell me about. So at the end of the year, I could hit them up for hella gear purchases and that kind of thing. Um, and once I started to realize, oh, that's the pattern. I would talk to some of these cats who'd want stuff and go, all right, hold on a sec. Let me do a little research <laughs> and I might be able to get it for you or, you know, for us at the end of the year. So I basically, um, you know, started nerding out on that and realized, Oh, they've come a long way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and yeah. So, so I ended up getting a couple licenses and now, I, now I respect, now, now I respect for it, but I deliberately call it Fruity Loops <laughs> for different kids. I'm like, nah, it was called Fruity, Fruity Loops, Loops. That's Fruity yeah. Loops. because it, because it just, you know, it sounded yeah. as toy as I, as I felt. L- like when I, got into uh this partnership with this guy right he called the fruity loops too man you know what i'm saying like it, that, it, that's the old school shit yeah, for real. like i think it was so, like fl studio like three he was using that's like way way back man you know mm-hmm. i think i i think i started on like ableton five or something like that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, much love for Ableton. Like, and yeah. and, and to be honest, those like I was hearing so many cats um, who were big up in Ableton that were only EDM producers. That yeah. for a while, I was like, oh, no, that's just what EDM dudes use. And I was like, man, <laughs> just being kind of closed minded, like, no, what, what tool is made for only one genre of music? Like, that don't yeah. make sense. But I was just kind of really good for live shit too. I think you know, like bands and shit use Ableton. Hell yeah, and, and all, really obviously for like, live for shit. DJ, for DJ, you know, virtual mm-hmm. sets. You can, yeah, you know, yeah, yep, yep, yep. A lot of people do that. Count and even you know does a bad job of it. We kind of sense what key you're in. You've got to manually kind of yeah, yeah. You know, like warp the shit. You know what I mean? Or yeah, else. yeah. <laughs> but I, I, man, I, I love it and and definitely. Um, I, I was realizing because I for a while for the last probably three years, um, it was actually before lockdown. I would use I would teach my music classes with Reason as the main tool, but then usually second semester when we get into remixing and um and, and doing stuff like that, and actually it's 
some aspects of just how to mix down some tracks. Dude, I'd always have dope. them jump, dump stuff down into Ableton just because reason, man, you can't make shit in reason. It's, 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 it's really I, whack for yeah, that. Yeah. Pro Tools is still the environment I love. I like to mix in the most, but I hate making beats and composing original ideas in mm. Pro Tools. It's whack for yeah. that. So now I don't really touch it since I, I'm I not I think really... Ableton is really easy to put an idea down. Yeah, like, and so I actually, easy. even though it, it's it's limited in what it can do mixing wise, mm. I actually really like how it um how a mixing in Ableton. Even though a true engineer would be like, no, nah, you can't mix in that because yeah. of how it handles mono tracks. It doesn't yep. defaults to stereo, which takes away some of the control. You have to do extra shit to mono. You, out. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like you have to do extra shit to 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 do stuff sometimes. You know, where it's like, oh, in yeah. FL, I just do this, or like in Logic, yeah, I just yeah, do this. Yeah, yeah. That's another one. Like logic is like another big one. Yeah, logic. I love I love logic in terms of the name because I felt like it's the most illogical program ever laid out. <laughs> but it sounds hell of good and it, it does, does everything it does, like I, yeah. I went for a while where i was trying to um it was basically when i was getting bored of reason and realizing nah i need to um i need to need to figure out something that has good midi stuff but can allow you a lot more a lot more freedom and can you know host vsts because reason you know used to mm -hmm. be limited or maybe still yeah. is i haven't i haven't messed with it in a while but anyway yeah. um so I, I was exploring a lot of different uh daws and nerded out hella hard on on logic because i love yeah. the sound of it i felt like their mm -hmm. audio engine and in in, in logic like man I, i'd just try out like importing beat stems into there and shit would sound large and in, in, in yeah. logic and basically yep. um would also just felt like um man a lot of a lot of stuff like it was just a real deep program that that could give me mm -hmm. the sound that i wanted but it'd take me fucking like five ten times longer than other <laughs> other guys. i was like no nah, i can't do this just as a, <laughs> and like even like oh actually yeah, i couldn't even beam can kind of see my little tiny equipment rack right here that i hardly ever use wow, and, yeah. um, and so um i felt like logic to incorporate hardware was like fucking abysmally shit yeah. and so like you just had to do like three times the labor to get mm -hmm. get outboard like compression was my main thing like that those, yeah, are, yeah. those are all fucking compressors because it was like yeah I, i wasn't uh, eq was too expensive for my blood yeah. but i realized man i could nerd out and get some banging ass compressors that you couldn't yeah. touch in plugins and so yeah i, I would uh yeah i'd be definitely um into that Dude, Now, you know what's crazy you know how i got nick shabazz on the show so I was, I was, uh, I did a podcast with a, a dude, Alex's knife box, uh, shout out to Alex. And he, he does a podcast called sharp talk. Um, I found sharp talk first and then I, I hit him up and I was like, yo, do you want to do a podcast together? We're both podcasting in the knife, you know, like community. Hell yeah. Uh, and he was like, bro, I love trance music. He's like a big EDM head, like a dance music head. So we, right we got like that. Nick Shabazz hits me up on Instagram one night and he was like, dude, I love trans Sasha and Digweed." I'm like, what the fuck? And then he's like, I'm like, do you want to do a podcast? And he, he's like this. Are you, would you be ready in 45 minutes? I, dude, oh, I canceled shit. fucking everything I had. Like my girl just cooked dinner. And I was like, put that shit away. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, I was like, I'm doing this podcast with Nick Shabazz. Even she knew, oh, that's the dude. You know, and then and he yeah, he loves progressive trance music. That's like his thing. Oh, that's so insane, awesome. dude. He's an acoustic engineer, right? Isn't that his um his, his I don't his know. Job? I don't know. I, I think so. He's mentioned something like that on his channel before. I yeah, didn't touch on it on my <laughs> podcast because he was like, I don't want to talk about work um before we recorded. So I, I was respecting his wishes. But I know um 
in when I was watching his channel uh, in the earlier days when he was like not as big as he is now, he was like, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, I kind of do something with audio. Yeah, yeah. And he, he's that, like, that's why I love the four by four beat structure of dance music, because it's just like simple. You could work and, and not have to deal with a lot of stuff. So he likes uh -huh. like Sasha and Digweed, progressive trance, things like that. That's what he likes. Oh, that's such a trip, like, man. Damn. And it, that's, that's how I got him on cool. here. dude. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. I I um I connected with 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 Shabazz through through Reddit one yeah. time because one of my um one of my students, he was, he was, he was about to graduate and, it, and I had to make, uh, I, my, my school is a small school. It's like, um, only like a little under 400 kids yeah. for a, a, a full, like, you know, sixth through 12th grade or whatever. And so, um, so our graduations are hella meaningful with like, you know, we make speeches for each kid, you know, um, um, each kid gets to make their, own, uh, you know, gets, gets to talk individually. Um, and so, um, and, and one of my jobs, uh, um, 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 for the, uh, for the kids that I, that I was speaking for, was getting them a little gag gift, you know, a little graduation, mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, usually just some little funny dollar store type of shit. Yeah. Um, but um, Jarank, I'd, uh, um, he'd see, oh, he had seen one of the times I was in school and normally I won't um, have my knives clipped to my pocket if I yeah. bring one in because, you know, just school rules. You know, yeah, school. right, right, right. But, right. Um, but I happened to have, um, I think it was a, yeah, it was a Benchmade 940 that I'd chopped and I had it clipped nice. to my pocket. He's like, that's a bench made. And I was like, Oh shit. What? And, and, and so every now and then, you know, students will be, you know, in the knives and, yeah. and, and, and catch me slip. And if I have a clip or like yeah. mention it and I'll be like, Hey, and, and we'll start talking knives. But, um, drank was one of the few ones that I kind of vibed with pretty hard. And, yeah. and, and he, he kind of busted me out seeing that clip on my pocket. And so he was trying to, um, 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 Oh yeah, he was just trying to scheme on because once he heard that I that I was doing that um uh, chopping knives, he was trying so hard to figure out if he could weasel on me giving that to him for his graduation present. Like, <laughs> it's not happening, homie. Sorry, but but I found out real fast that he was a huge Nick Chabaz fan. I was like, yeah. whoa! And so um um basically. I just reached out to Nick because he was a, 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 a moderator on the knife swap or, or maybe it was, um, it was one of the knife Reddit threads. Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was a moderator for, so I was like, oh, I could probably get his attention. And I was like, man, um, my student, you know, I just kind of laid him out the background and yeah. man, one of my students is a big fan of yours. And um, if you, if you just like give him a, um, a graduation, like congratulations to rank, um, you know, like a little message or something like that, he'll be, he'll like make his day. At least yeah. I'm, I think I'm remembering this right. Yeah. And instead he's like, dude, I'm going to send you uh send you a Z hunter, uh, you know, a signed Z hunter. And he ended up sending what? two of them, you know, like one for me oh. and one for Drank. So I was like, oh man, much love to Nick Shabazz. It, 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 was like, it was just so, it was such a powerful thing. Um, one That's thing that amazing, he messed up man. on though is um, whatever pen he used to sign it yeah. um, wasn't permanent on that. And so I was trying to, um, I think it was packaged. Oh, I'd opened it up and I was trying to repackage it for Drank and I'm yeah. wiping off part of the signature. And I was like, oh no. So I ended up having to give Drank mine with the unblemished signature. <laughs> so I still have it in a but man, I think I've got it right back there somewhere. But yeah. I got that. 
the science that's vehicle. awesome but was, dude but i got to give it to him as this graduation present he started crying and i, and I knew he was gonna he was an emotional kid and so i'd set yeah. up a camera i was like i'm gonna film drake he's gonna he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna show some proper sign of gratitude yeah. and i'll share it with nick shabazz and so dude so i just sent him i sent him some stills of like drake just like you can tell he's just mm -hmm. so emotionally just like ah, like just gassing oh, out like, man. Uh, and so, so i sent him that but i couldn't something went wrong with the video and i, I remember i had promised uh nick yeah. that I sent him the video and that dude you work. gotta do you gotta make a youtube channel man i think that um <laughs> yeah, not I'm not only would it be beneficial for your side business but also for you because i i have never done a podcast with someone who wants to talk as much as me like you're the first person and i could literally talk yeah. to you for probably another two hours but i'm gonna I, give I, you I this was new i was knowing yeah i'm gonna give you this piece I was of advice we here vibe together just seeing, seeing yeah. your other you, you know i'm silly and laid back and that's, that's I was how like, i am i always felt like 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 you know some of the knife dudes you know reviewers makers they seem like they're coming from a different planet yeah. as I, as I am, but I could always tell like that, that I would vibe with you just right off the you bat. You know what it is, dude? Um, it's, I think like we're both like creative spirits and I think that's why we vibe well together because like, look, you yeah. produce music. I did. I like love creative endeavors. Like you were like saying how you love, uh, you, you love doing collaborations. We're going to set that up for sure. Cause I think that's going to be huge for everybody. But yeah. what I was saying with, uh, you starting a channel, um, I think you should do it because you could do like, like the way Lindy does her channel, The Nice Meow, is she doesn't necessarily show um, what she's doing with the modifications, mm -hmm. but she'll just do it vlog style. Like, yeah, so today I'm going to mod this Tucson and this T Tucson TS80 and uh, someone wants me to, uh, you know, stonewash this TRM Neutron. Right. Uh -huh. And, it, you know, this is the gear that I'm going to use for it right now. And da, da, da. And then she just doesn't do it like she doesn't show the whole process. Right. But oh, but uh -huh. but she's just uh -huh. and, and then maybe she'll show the end result. This is this uh, in another video. And I think you mm -hmm. should do that because not only does it document your work uh, for people that follow you, but also for yourself. Um, it, think of it. Think of it as like a digital you know, like journal almost. That's how I treat my channel. Um, I keep yeah. close with my audience. Uh, I update them on what's going on in my life. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like I got engaged last year. Like my girl proposed to me. I, I told everyone to the channel Congrats. that. Yeah, like- Great, oh, Congratulations, brother. Yeah. to me. Like it was crazy. But, you know, I do things like that. Oh, I yeah. blog around the city. That's how I do my thing. The way Lindy does it is she'll just show like, Sometimes she shows her cats like, oh, shit, my cats in the shop, like being crazy. And like, oh, this is a spider code that I'm working on the clip for this guy. Like, that's how she does it. I, I think yeah, that I would do. be really good for you. It'll humanize blade chops. Yeah. And it'll, it'll, yeah. That's the number one thing that I've uh, gained from having a channel is like I basically become really close, especially podcasting. I become really close with the people that watch me. Um, yeah, and I think I, you would enjoy it, dude. I think you would enjoy it. It'll help I, the business, and and I think you would enjoy it, man. You're good I, at it. Hell, You're man, good I at being on video. That suggestion, thank you, brother. Because mm -hmm. it is, um, because I do feel the same same way. I mean, in terms of, man, I mean, number one, like documenting it, and also yeah, document that, versus lot, create. Lot of, remember, like also a lot of cats been hitting me up on Instagram, just wanting to know some basic stuff, and I feel like I want to, like, I just hate it 
that some people don't want to share information very readily. Yeah. I'm not that type of dude. Like I want to really be transparent and just, yeah. you know, information is power. And I want to share mm -hmm. the power, you know, just, look, you um, can you know, say exactly what you do, but no one is going to be able to replicate what you do. Yeah. That's I mean, I have, I have noticed a lot of, um, yeah cats doing even even though i'm a, i started off copying i was copying smock and even though just the basic process is still the one that I copied from him so i don't feel like i have any real like like ownership over this process but it does sometimes trip me out when i'm and, and even like say the mini smock i never even chopped that until i saw you know i was planning on it for a while but i hadn't bought one and i saw knife grandpa on ig do it and i was like dude, you pushed me over the edge. I was kind of planning on it. I won't do it like the way you did it, but I love what you did. And it kind of reminded me that that knife needs to be chopped. And so it's like, I'm always getting inspired and stealing stuff from other, from other modders too. But sometimes I do trip out when I'll see like actually hell of much in the last few weeks. Yeah. A shitload of ones that I know fools got inspired by my shit. Uh, and, yeah. and, 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 but I'm more like take it as a compliment and just go, you know what? Yeah. I stole yeah. I stole the whole thing from Smock. It's, you know, and it's not like it's a, it, it, I feel like it's just a kind of human impulse to want to customize and make these. And, and, and like you were saying before, man, just a lot of dope big knives out there that you might just imagine just Dude. being better, more pocket yeah. friendly sized. So I feel like I, I get inspired when I see um, other people um, um, doing something similar. Yeah, but, um, I do too. I feel like there has been a big rash of, mm -hmm. of, of, of people doing it more in the last, especially, yeah, the, the, the last few weeks even yeah we're not like starting to do it but but, yeah. but basically doing some just some chops that i that i see do, myself do, in do you have um like specifications that need to be met in order for you to work on something like yeah man i'm i'm, yeah. I'm starting to get way more um in tune with that because actually it, this is what fucked me up the the most um not having those down and accepting mm. some chops that i hadn't done before and getting in some real sticky situations where i was like Ooh, I just fucked this knife up. What do I do now? And and basically, I, I end up being able to recover and salvage and uh, and not have any utter disasters. But it got scary a couple times, and that's been my yeah. you know always my biggest fear of like tackling a new mod and then not you know getting into hot water. So um yeah, what I've realized that the main thing that I need to do um is always, especially before committing to a chop, look at look at disassembly videos and look at what's going on in the fucking liner because all the cutouts in yeah. the liner especially well now i have some new techniques for like like say what used to mess me up the most like just starting off uh like cutting out cut chopping smocks not realizing that most of the smock liner huge weight reduction cutouts in the liner mm -hmm. so i chop it past the holes the, the the clip holes and then not have any place to actually um uh thread uh you know tap tap uh, any metal to thread um to install a clip so when you try to thread it in just the g10 that shit will strip out hella fast you know the g10 is just not 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 um strong enough to hold those those threads so you can tap into it and it'll hold for a few go rounds but you take out the clip even once or twice and that shit will not hold again in most cases Whoa. so i'd be like oh what do i do now so i'd start off doing weird shit like so I'd chop off the edge of the smock that had the, 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 the holes already threaded in the liner and that piece of metal would just be floating a little triangle. So I go, Oh, 
I'm going to now shave it down and put that behind, like basically reposition that so there's something new to drill into um, 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 with uh, some, some more metal to drill into. But now what I do instead is just use these inserts. There's these things called helicoil inserts, like mm -hmm. these steel one. You can just basically drill a hole in like Micarta G10 yeah. and then basically epoxy in a steel threaded insert that will hold a clip, you know, man um super robustly but it took me a, a lot of fuck ups before i realized that you know you know stuff like that so it, it would basically like be oh wait there's no more steel to tap into what do i do you know and, and, and having to solve those problems and so 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 uh, yeah some of the stickier things from mods that i hadn't tried myself um, yeah. um and just and just committing to them and then going partway through and going Oh, hell no. Um, um, anyway, the, the, the worst one was one on, on my personal knife. Oh, here I can grab it right here. Yeah, I was going to um, ask what's the worst uh like this one. is this is like when i was talking about some mods reeking of success when you look at them and it just yeah. gives me a warm feeling because dude I, it, it was the civivi um what is this the rustic gent so oh, I did yeah, like yeah. A, uh the zulu mod on this one right yeah yeah it's yeah like that uh um that clip point and um yep, 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 yep. you know like more angular handle so yeah. i basically chopped down just a little bit i think the original hand oh i'm not holding up to the camera original handle like i don't know maybe up to here yeah played a little you know a little yeah. bit longer it's not too much shorter but i more just wanted a different blade shape you know i, mm -hmm. I always start by um holding my finger up to pictures and blocking <laughs> it off so it's like like say this had the clip point i'd be holding my finger up trying to see if you could cheat twitter warn cliff it right and like a Oh, I think that looks kind of tight right there. <laughs> so, um, so, but basically I had never fucked with a liner lock before and um, didn't realize that basically this whole, this whole piece is like a big ass spring, right? Yeah. So, um, um, but basically, so when I chopped it, all of a sudden it wasn't anchored um, anymore and it wouldn't lock. Oh, and I was like, oh, no. you know, it wasn't expensive enough. So I wasn't super put out, but I was, I was just bummed because I thought it looked cool. But yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I had to go in and basically just uh, drill hole. I had to do some crazy shit to basically uh, <laughs> uh, uh, make it so I could salvage it. Ring and then salvage it. But then yeah. now I look at that knife as being, oh, yeah, dude, that now, now it's a success story. You know, I'm like, oh, them all's <laughs> dropped it on my uh, 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 myself. But yeah, now I, when, I, when I hold it up, I, I feel, you know, that extra warm, tingly feeling because yeah. I'm like, you know, <laughs> fucked it up hella bad for a good week. I was like, nah, I think it's not salvageable. But then I, yeah, had to just go drill into the liner and basically bolt the, uh, um, find another pivot point and bolt the uh the uh the spring to it yeah to, um uh to the liner but man so every time so far that i fucked up kind of badly it's just resulted in me learning new skills and, and then I, that yeah. i come out of it more confident and a lot of it is confidence and just going everything is going to go perfectly this time around i'm gonna think positively and also <laughs> little 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 things like um like maybe taping a metal ruler in place so if i slip I'm not going to mar the blade up, you know, yeah. or little, little things like that. Like just little, yeah, kind of little safety precautions. Have you ever uh, done a mod or a chop and, and you couldn't salvage it and you had to tell the guy like, Hey bro, like this is what happened. And you had to like, yeah, I'm kind of in that boat right now um, with my homie Wolf. Um, I basically had to give him a freebie on this one. It was, Oh, you know, I have it right here. Yeah. What is it? I mean, um, chopping the Manix 2. Yeah. So the Manix 2, this backspacer or yeah, this this and standoff doesn't yeah. exist. Yep. It's just basically these ones and there's a big ass uh, lanyard tube right there that okay. provides yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of yep, stability. Yep, yep. 
me being a scrub like bye here so so here's the chop you know it's um yeah. it's it, it's worked out pretty cool just put in the in the clip but um 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 but it's it, it, i had to basically um file down a backspacer from a paramilitary to drill wow. holes and do some crazy shit because i got into hot water basically um you know committing to the chop just looking at it and going no i'm not chopping off a rear standoff so it should be fine stability wise if i chop it there but for not realizing that the, it was the lanyard tube that made gave it that rear the the stability to wow. the butt so Did I, you salvage it oh shit so i went hold up wolf i gotta basically um do some new new techniques uh, basically um and he like <laughs> had a, a extra pair of two uh, hardware set so he sent yeah. me that and um and so basically um i was um uh basically just having to jury rig that up and just figure yeah. out i'd never even done you know basic stuff like countersinking uh the, uh, the heads and like practicing hella much um, yeah. um and i did it didn't turn out perfectly you know i, I basically <laughs> it a little and yeah i won't go into all the details of my the imperfections but i didn't do it perfectly so i was like man um since i had to spend so much time on this and not give you a factory perfect mod dude it's, a, it's yeah. on the house but it's still it, it felt hella weird because like man yeah. like what do i do in this case like maybe i could um um yeah i was thinking maybe i buy a buy a beater because I, I basically you have some weird stuff where i drilled the hole a little bit too close to the edge so it's not ideal um, yeah. um 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 for certain things and i was thinking if i bought a beater that could re-drill in the liners and swap that out um it's a sprint run which made it even mm. dicier because that's yeah, oh, some 390 sprints yeah. one of the m390 sprints i was like oh god but anyway so it wasn't that's been the worst so far but um luckily he's been real understanding and yeah. um and basically the 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 main thing is the um it's all working out in the end it's just not quite as perfect you know i like i, I like i like it to come out perfect so that's yeah. been the, the the one that kind of has caused me the most um wow a loss of sleep and uh yeah i, I was losing sleep over that one for sure so yeah. what uh what knife um because uh, what knife do you think we should work on? Because I, I'm trying to think of what I have in my collection. I, I want to have titanium in it because Lindy and Richie, that's what they do, right? Right on, right on. I don't and, know. And I don't maybe, know what I, what 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 uh, specifications do you need? Like, does it have to be specific models like that you've worked on? Uh, before? Um, but basically, when, when I'm always scoping out a new chop, I'm always looking for the um, the rear standoff position, just because I don't want to get into that manix territory yeah, having, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, having yeah. to create a rear standoff. So I'm looking for a position like, man, if I chop behind a standoff, does that give me? Is it going to give me stability and enough room to mess with the shape of things? You know. Yeah. And, and also looking for, um, um, you know, ideally I, I try to look for, yeah, like disassembly videos, just make sure the, the weird stuff's not going in internally. Yeah. How about also, blade steel? Do you have a preference or like, do you have a limitation? No, nah, I mean, definitely the super steels take a little bit longer to get through, yeah. but, but not so, and, and you know, um, a little bit more time to grind through. What about D2? That, um, what, what about D2? No, nah, uh, man, totally fine. Yeah, and, and even like like say like this Manix, like I was noticing definitely M three ninety taking longer, going through a little bit more. I think that one could be a pretty ideal. Do you want to um, try um, it? 
I, I the main thing I'm a, um, I have reservations about is that the, the again the rear standoff position. You know, it's like basically um, I'm thinking, wait, yeah, pivoting off, yeah, it's all happening so far back there um, yeah. that that there wouldn't be, you know, it, it, basically chopping it would have to be only chopping off the butt end, right? And yeah. so it wouldn't give you that much to really work with. Yeah. So, but um, at the same time. Um, what my man, my man, what I'll bet would be yield the best results is if all the modding squad and you, if we get it, yeah. get together on a zoom yeah. and you just lay out some of the possibilities yep. and then we could all be like, Oh, that one, I could do this on. And we can kind yeah. of put our heads right. together. I'm thinking about it. I'm definitely going to hit them up, um, after this pod, because that mm -hmm. is an idea that's never happened which is kind of uh -huh. weird that it's never happened in, in knife YouTube. But I think right now with the internet beating, being like almost at its peak and we're all connected now, um, it's easy. Like I, yeah. it, it, look, after I talked to you, I was like, I should do this. This is like a cool piece of content that like, you know, I'll do like a really maybe, dope video. I'll make TikToks. I'll make Twitter. I make tweets about it. I'll make Instagram reels about it. I'll, along the way we could do stuff like little cool things. And then, the, mm -hmm. the very end product, like we'll talk about like what hardships and what cool things happened along the way. And I think people would just follow that. Like yeah. er everyone's channels get bigger. Everyone's, you know, uh, Instagrams and all that gets bigger. Everyone uh, spreads awareness for what they're doing. I think it'd be a really, really dope thing that's never been done. And, yeah, I'm uh, feeling it. I'm hella yeah, feeling me it. Me too. I'm pretty hyped for it, to be honest. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll think about it, man. Dude, we just did like, like an hour and like 40 minutes. Oh damn! Yeah, I, I, no, it's awesome. I was, it's awesome. I was thinking that we would, we, yeah. we would be in that kind of state because yeah. yeah, you seem like someone it, I could vibe with nicely, yeah, and that, that's Definitely. is what turned out to be the case for real. Likewise, man. I had no idea what I was getting into. I was telling um Kelly, like I was telling my girls, like, dude, I hope this guy like talks a little bit, you know, because like I I podcasted with people that like I couldn't air the episodes, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like, I'm, I'm a talkative guy, you know, I, I, I'm pretty laid back. I can bounce off people and stuff like that, but you got to give me some energy. No, right? I feel that. I feel some. that. And you know yeah, saying? it's like everyone yeah. has their different style of rolling. Through, right. Right. You know, you, know, you got to give me some energy. But for like, this I, type of format. Yeah. 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 You like, got to yeah. give me a little bit, you know, like you're the, I think you're the first person that gave me like as much as I would give actually. <laughs> again, I think it's <laughs> right. just, creative people man but you know what oh, yeah. um before we head out like uh let people know like how they can follow you like uh, maybe you can give out your reddit or, or or your instagram like where can they follow you and check out your work man appreciate it man yeah i'm the the, the main place is instagram so just blade shops on ig is the main is the so main just place at blade shops but one word Yep. Yep. Um, and basically, um, um, on Reddit, I, I can't even remember. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm a, I'm a Gartha audio, which used to be my production company and, audio. Um, on Spyderco forum. I think I'm dig Doug 72, basically dig Doug and Gartha audio was my music production stuff. Cool, and so cool. that, that was, uh, um, so, so uh, because dig Doug's such a popular video game, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. a lot of people with that kind of moniker. So I'd always mm -hmm. get kind of stonewalled. So I'm having to go on to Reddit right now. It's like, yeah, so I'm a, a Gartha audio. I got that was like a uh, mythical city, all these uh, hollow earth um, conspiracy theories that I was super into just like people actually believed in that crazy. Like some journey then, to the center um, of the earth type stuff. Yeah, it, it was basically like, like I was in, I was in grad school at, at UCSD and, and this was like in 2000. So this was a long ass time ago. And I started, to, um, I'm just super into mythology and just different stories from around Same. the world. 
Same. I love it. That's why I watch cinema from every like country. Like yeah, I watch man. so much international cinema as well as American. Um, yeah, it's just so interesting. Definitely yeah. gotta go outside of Hollywood to get right, to right. There's some really crazy yeah. shit out there, man. Hell yeah, yeah man. Dude. So so I would basically be collecting all these stories um mm. about like reptilian beings inhabiting the center of the earth and, yeah. and, and what would trip me out is like i would hear some sources talking about like nazis or like hitler believing in that stuff yeah, but then yeah, also yeah. realize that nah it actually i mean it go or maybe i, I should say nah but it also goes back to like the tibetan buddhists southeast mm. asia a lot of uh like you'll you'll see the buddha with these uh, cobras behind him yeah, it's called yeah, the yeah. naga buddha and the nagas are the serpent people who yep. inhabit naga, the, yeah. you know, the earth. dude you know what's and, crazy Guess what city I was born in in the Philippines? Naga Ooh. City. Oh, <laughs> that's crazy. That's Old crazy. Right <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, for, for, for wow. Asian people, dude, in Asian culture, yeah. the, 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 the snake wisdom, it runs pretty deep, you yeah, know? Yeah. And even like um, uh, um, for, for like Mesoamerica, like Central, Central America, Mexico, like uh, Kugelkan, Quetzalcoatl was like mm-hmm. the feathered yeah, yeah. bringing knowledge of, of civilization, of, uh, of um, uh, astronomy, of uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, agriculture to the, uh, to the um, you know, to the Aztecs and Mayans. And basically, it just seems like cross-culturally, a lot of these patterns of, you know, these serpent beings um, um, conveying wisdom and teaching, teaching, the, the, uh, teaching people about, you know, some core some core skills mm-hmm. and so i was basically kind of collecting some of these stories and making uh, art based on it but then started to go real down the rabbit hole and collect a lot of these more contemporary sources about it just because i was bugging yeah. out on like man there's a lot people have been talking about this stuff for like thousands of years why like it just seems like some nutty ass shit to me yeah. um but 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 also just kind of looking at it as contemporary science fiction and just bugging out of it as ways to generate stories and just you know think creatively but um um so yeah. i I basically when i when i got signed to uh, um, uncommon in in 2001 my first album was basically it was called it was called hollow earth mythologies and it was basically That's i was getting so... rappers from around the world you know like writing in some cases like conspiracy theory weird shit some cases yeah. ridiculous stories some yeah. of it like I, I had one dude like you know writing a rhyme that he was um thomas jefferson replacing fools with robotic doppelgangers to like uh, uh, uh you know <laughs> um, um, during the revolution and you know like oh, it's just, just ways for me to get hella buggy and see if <laughs> dudes who i knew who are rappers could That's could dope. like go outside their comfort zone and rap about yeah. some weird ass shit that i was into you know That's and so dope, some of it man. would be like you know stories some of it was comedy some of it was yeah. like you know stuff like about like cia mind control and mk ultra that i thought was like yeah. you know actually revealing some pretty core shit that i believe yeah. in. You know? yeah and so so it was kind of a mix of science fiction well i think all science fiction you know taps into you know a blend of mythology of of, of ridiculous uh, you know fictional shit as well as tapping into some real truths mm-hmm. about the world so i was hoping to go there with my album so anyway i, I was just super into agartha as this yeah, concept yeah. of like and also agartha freestyle rapping coming out of this um like 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 i always felt like the core core hip-hop was like cats coming off the top of the head the improv as being yeah. the heart of jazz music the heart of blues yeah. was to me the heart of like human beings connecting I don't know with the universe through music in a powerful way and like almost like channeling in some cases. And so I was like, ah, nah, you know, Agartha and these hollow earth, that's just a, a metaphor for tapping into the subconscious and these, these bigger, like, sources of inspiration and, and um i don't know just just tapping into something bigger than yeah. yourself too Deep, like dude, i love it man i love it <laughs> right on, man. so yeah that, that was so that was worse so that yeah that, that took 
dude i rambled too much that was like you know just to explain my fucking reddit handle so so garth audio and at blade chops on instagram don't yeah, worry yeah i do the same thing like i'm a rambler that is why i started this podcast i think that's why i'm good at this podcast yeah, um, yeah. it was a pleasure having you on my friend i am definitely going to set up this collaboration because i think it's going to be huge um if if you ever want to promote anything Maybe you, you did a dope ass like, um, you know, chop that you want to showcase. You want to have a, uh, a, a review done or some kind of showcase on it. I would love to do that for you. Uh, just, Man, send it you know, I'll, send, I'll do the video and then I'll just send it back. Like it's I, that actually the channel right now, like my channel um, re- relies solely on uh, loners and viewer donations. And I'm part of this pass around group, the apex pass around group that sends me all the knives and stuff. So yeah, whenever you want to showcase something, I'm more than happy to do it. You're welcome to come on here. If you want to promote something anytime, man, Uh, I hella appreciate that. Yeah. And, um, and, and man, I, what I, I just started, um, or I should say just, but it was, uh, have done it. Um, I think just one incarnation of this kind of um, just pa- uh, sending sending Brandcron. It was like you know some some of my newer chops just to yeah. have him check it out, and then he'd send me knives that he thought that I might vibe yeah. on. Just to yeah. kind of like you know just just to do it. It was fun. But yeah. I, I, I'm I'm gonna start just sending you like random little packages of shit just to. Just, oh my god! Yeah, and I, yeah. dude, I will make um, content for it. Like the the thing is, when you send something into my channel doesn't matter if it's a loaner, a donation, or whatever it is, right? I Uh will make pieces of content for it on every platform that's popping right now. So you're going to have content on TikTok. You're going to have content (laughs) on Twitter. Like, my Twitter audience is basically just um, black gamers and anime, like, nerds. That's all the people following me on Twitter. On TikTok, it's, like, kind of a mix. On YouTube, it's, like, and Instagram, it's pretty much the same knife community people. So you're going to be reaching a lot of different people. And you're also helping me out, you know, just by loaning me something. Because I, I, dude, I don't make a lot of money. Like, I I just started a CBD shop with my family. So I'm basically, like, yeah, yeah, like, it's just, it's it's starting to pop. But it's, like, going to take maybe another two or three more years for me to make it, making some real cash. So I actually haven't bought a knife in, like, over a year and a half it's like crazy but yeah, i, I check out knives i check out knives like every week though so it's been really a happy uh kind of um compromise that to keep the channel alive um but yeah, dude, yeah like i was saying man uh we'll definitely get a link up on instagram i'm gonna hit you up after this and i'm gonna hit up some of these collaborations but it was a pleasure and i hope that you guys watching and listening have enjoyed listening to me and blade chops just basically <laughs> ramble on about everything but you know, once it's, it's hell of fun, man. <laughs> yeah. it was i i didn't even keep track of the time i was like oh shit it's like almost 11 p.m but yeah dude, well, let, man I, I think i let dinner get cold on me but, but <laughs> that's fine I, I, you know uh, that's what microwaves are for yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I man, I haven't made it out to New York in a while, but but yeah, when I, yeah. the next time I do, I'm gonna holler at you, man. We gotta kick it. Cause Dude, um, hit me up, hit me up. We'll go somewhere. We'll eat some good food. You know, we'll like chill out. Just let me know when you're coming, man. Yeah, for, New York's those- one, of my, it's yeah. one of my favorite cities, and, and, it, and it's been a couple of years since I've been. So, man, yeah. sometime soon, I'm I'm gonna have to uh, trek east. And, and yeah, I'm after holler- all this crazy stuff, like <laughs> let's see like, yeah, man, when I'm the world go resets a little bit. You know what I mean? For real, I'm not trying to jump on a damn plane yeah. anytime soon. You're you know? gonna be hanging out in hazmat suits, like. <laughs> 
that dude i know I, it, it's tripping me out like how long is this reality shift gonna last like maybe, I, maybe I think forever man yeah i think yeah. forever i think people are just gonna get sick from covid and get better or, or we're gonna make like crazy cool respirator like <laughs> you know what i mean I'm like, like <laughs> i'm waiting for the mutations man like mods yeah, would be oh, made. Dude. if i had another arm going on my arm i know you could mod like faster <laughs> Hell yeah. Or at least a little light, like a light going out on the back of my head. Like, <laughs> like an angler fish type shit. Be all good, yeah. man. Hey, yeah. man, thanks for having me on. It's, yeah. it's, it's been a pleasure. And man, and it helps me out too. It's like, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, I like, I've already gotten more work than I can handle. But at the same yeah. time, I've always, I want to always spread awareness. And, yeah, you know, just, definitely. You know, just just uh, advertise and just, you know, and it's always, it's part of that social media addiction, you know? Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Even though I haven't had my books closed, I'm still wanting to get more plays and views. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and it's just fun, you know? You know, when but, you're uh, going to have your books open, again or I, um, you just man that right it was all about like because when i started um on instagram i was uh i was basically phasing in phasing out of teaching for the semester um but uh, but also having to shift into to the distance learning stuff which was giving me way more time because you know physical teaching i was like man you know in there from like eight to four yeah. and then all of a sudden i was like Oh hell yeah! I can I can do do way more. And, but um but yeah. then when um um basically what was it about a month and a half ago was when work started up again. And so yeah. I was like, oh man, I've been I've been chopping a lot and just getting used to the schedule that I don't have anymore. Yeah. So I basically had to put my books on hold just so I wasn't um because I was starting to lag on cats. So I'd be like, yeah, you know, promising people it'd only be like yeah, you know yeah. one to two week dinner. Gotta catch up like, first, right? Oh man, it's yeah. been a month and I'm not uh, tackling um tackling yeah. it yet. So. I was having to you know just basically apologize and basically being man i gotta come correct for the cats who are already you yeah, know, yeah, who yeah already yeah. sent me their stuff yeah. so i just had to close down just so i could handle all the all the stuff that i hadn't finished and then um and then realized that i was also like getting stressed that, that this was something that was made to give me pleasure and um and not be something it wasn't you know it's never intended to be a real business so it was just like to be honest i was like ooh. I can, I can buy hella more knives now, you know, because that's what we were just talking about. Dude, this shit's expensive. And so yeah, I was like, oh, so that's, that's been man. the biggest thing of not having to like, you know, justify it, hide it from my wife, feeling hella guilty about like, <laughs> oh, maybe I just spent hella money, you know, or like feeling, or, you know, obviously hella knives you see come out. It's like, nah, I just know that it was always out of my price range. Too many. I don't feel yeah, like that, that anymore. I'm like, you know, like I still don't want to scope out customs because I feel like, you know, at around, I feel like, above the $300 range are really a lot of diminishing returns. Yeah. Man, a lot of really dope knives between 200 Definitely. and 300 bucks. Mm -hmm. But dude, that's expensive, you know, for like, oh, man. And so, so that was one thing why I, why I started to really love Instagram yeah. and, and, and it turning into a kind of a business yeah. because I was like, man, I can afford to buy all the shit that I thought was out of my price range. And, 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 and also just, you know, afford to buy more knives to chop and that would help grow, you know, thing, you know, it, it was, a, it, it was a, um, something that would help me out ultimately too yeah but um yeah anyway man i'm back into rambling again sorry dude i'm gonna have you on here yeah. again but for your people watching this is your boy ray and this is the edccp saying peace yo don't forget to hit that subscribe button and don't forget to hit that bell icon so we can squat up in the comments